Good relationships take lots of energy. So good relationships take lots of energy. Stay healthy to keep your relationships on track. Exhaustion makes it difficult to love oneself, let alone others. There's a baseline to health, below which it's very difficult to spare any energy for other people. Illness and low energy can make us pretty self-interested and verging on the selfish. You know how you feel when a cold or a flu strikes. You feel very low energy. It's an effort to do anything. The last thing you feel like is work or socialising. That's because work or socialising take an effort. We have a, a kind of a resting baseline of our daily energy. Our internal energy is called qi in Chinese medicine. It can be likened to the simplification called calories. Most dieters know the equation, work done needs to be more than the calories in if you want to lose weight and so forth. So too with qi. In our normal lives, though, we're not taught to cultivate this internal resource. To be fair, in the Western world, we still don't even acknowledge its existence in our scientific models. Chinese hard and soft martial arts are all designed to help one gather and channel this energy more effectively. Chinese medicine is designed to unblock and enhance the flow of this internal resource. This is the reason why some people have great wins with qigong, acupuncture and Chinese herbs when Western medicine has failed them. Essentially, they're working on an area of the body that Western medics have totally ignored. Some days you wake full of beans, and other days not so much. Well, what's the difference? We have many habits that detract from our store of qi. Uh, some that can fill them up too. Detractors are such obvious things as alcohol, caffeine, junk food and smoking, such as tobacco and marijuana. Less obvious detractors would be things like staying up too late, not giving oneself enough sleep, starting the sleep off in a hyped up state, having just finished a box set of Line of Duty or several hours of playing Call of Duty not getting enough exercise and not being in nature enough also add to this. A day on the couch can leave you feeling in a really low state the next day. The less obvious detractors or the least obvious detractors are things such as being stuck in an abusive relationship and doing work that doesn't really beat your heart. You can see there's a sliding scale and it only goes in one direction, down. Our baseline as young people seems unsurpassable. By the time we hit our teens and our hormones claim some of this energy, the slide can start. You have a chance to get out of the slump in your 20s, but often work and the couch have already claimed you. By the time you hit the 30s, there's often another drain of your chi as well, and that's young children. 
Well, young children don't have to be a burden, but 21st century living has made this so. Young people in the UK are imbued with the idea that one's home is one castle and that the property ownership is the only sensible idea. Well, this really ramps up the pressure. My old next-door neighbour once told me that he bought his first house outright for £5,000, <laughs> the generation before that, £48 for a starter home. Well, sure, their wages were much less, uh, but the idea was that a working man could buy a small home and feed a family. This is no longer true. It would take both parents working to achieve this, and in pretty decent jobs too. Middle-class kids have a slim shot at this idea. Everybody below, not so lucky. This does mean that they would both have to work, though. There's a dual complexity to child-rearing. One, the hard work, and two, the fact that often these young people have barely left the tag children behind themselves. It seems a natural aspect of being young that one is selfish. It takes a while to spot that going out buccaneering for one's own slice of the pie is actually a pretty unattractive trait. The more one opens one's heart to others, the more attractive one becomes as a long-term prospect. Parents, sadly, often abuse their children in various different ways. The cycle goes on through the generations, allowing selfish and bad men to thrive. I always seem to fall in love with bad boys and careless, selfish women to abound. At some stage, a child might pry open the heart. In the worst case scenario, this child just becomes another abused child because one or both of the parents were still selfish children themselves. So we have hard work combined with child care, which if we're not careful, can deplete the wells of chi that lie deep inside. Parenting, without too much pressure, can be an astonishing joy that feeds us. But there are a few people in good enough financial situations who will ever experience this these days, sadly. Well, the next chance of freedom comes in retirement. <laughs> what happened in the middle? Work worries, kid worries, money worries, rinse and repeat. Did you make it to retirement without becoming unwell? <laughs> well done. So here's the next chi depleter, illness. By definition in Chinese medicine, illness is getting a blockage of the flow of energy and more likely a complete lack of chi resources to keep the systems going. Let's just look for a moment at the getting sick on holiday syndrome that so many of us experience. From an energy perspective, we often feel that it's too dangerous to get sick at work sometimes. Which of our colleagues will eclipse us whilst we're away? What amazing opportunities will we miss if we're sick too often? Will our boss start to see us as unreliable? 
I think we all know that horrible first day of term feeling of going back after being sick. Arriving back to work, people rarely ask you if you're all right now. They mainly view you with some sort of suspicion. All of these mean that we keep our guards up at work. This effort, albeit subconscious effort, uses up energy to maintain. Often energy we don't have. Subconsciously you know there's a strange knocking noise coming from the engine of your car, but you don't have the money or the time to take it in to be checked until it breaks down. Same with the body. They say, you're writing checks the bank can't cash. It's the last time out for that image. Soon people will have no idea what it means. So you plan a wonderful holiday to the Greek Isles and end up with flu for the first three days. You literally defer your illness until you can have it on your own time and not the company time. This is an illustration of managing our energy badly. So, to major illnesses. Break a leg or getting smashed up in a car accident, Western medicine, yeah, it's very good, getting you fixed up. Getting cancer, heart disease or diabetes, not so good. Why is that? Simply because the illnesses are a result of bad management of our diet, lifestyle and chi resources. How much training does your physician receive in these arts? Virtually none. Your doctor can tell you that stress is bad for you and that you should stop eating the pies, but that's about the full training. Normally between four hours and a few days out of five years are spent on diet's effects of the body for most doctors. They seem to have forgotten the age-old adage, you are what you eat. So we're now gleefully told that one in two of us will have a brush with cancer in our lifetimes. I'm here to tell you that if you invest in you early on in life, that one out of every ten might have a brush with cancer. And that if you do, it certainly needn't be fatal. When one gets ill, all the resources that are left in the body become focused on the healing journey, and rightly so. But I'd like to say that many of the people that I have seen over the years who have presented with chronic illnesses cannot see the connection between their lifestyles and their illnesses. Husbands still expect dinner from wives with cancer oh, because they still have to work. Husbands with cancer still have to work to keep the kids in school and a roof over their heads. Illnesses put relationships under immense stress. The primary reason is that a person who used to give lots of their energy can no longer do that anymore. They need the energy for themselves. Often, if the truth be told, Needy people partner with serial givers 
and run their batteries down until the givers become chronically ill. The pattern's most often seen with men who need somebody to be their mummy and women who have no self-respect and who never say no. Is your relationship making you ill? Is your work making you unhappy and ill? Not yet? Well, is it in the post? Are you an accident waiting to happen? It's for this reason that I support universal basic income. This is a suggestion already trialled in a few countries where every citizen gets a basic wage and we dispense with the social state. I often deal with ladies, generally, who are trapped in relationships. The husband earns the main income, owns the house and the car, etc. When these unfortunate ladies become ill, and the husband is one of the primary sources of that illness, it seems impossible for the ladies to leave the house. It's for that reason that I've been attempting to open my own version of the Medicineless Hospital. The Medicineless Hospital, uh, Dr. Pang opened in the 1990s in China. See my website, www.24days.org. 24days.org. I want to be able to say to clients, leave. Come stay with me. I'll help you to become well again. And start again. With a universal basic income, anybody could contemplate a restart to their lives. Can you imagine how much pressure it would take off our health services? What would happen if people only needed to work three days a week? Imagine a life where people could work each morning from home for a few hours, have a nice healthy lunch at home, go for a walk after lunch, go for a swim, spend time with the kids after school. Stress would evaporate. Health levels would surge. Creativity would flower. You don't have to imagine it. This is the message that lockdown has showed us. It is possible. I have to put my hand up here and admit that I almost killed myself to bring this story to you. I learned the hard way, almost facing a mental and physical breakdown in the city of London. I survived that craziness and found my way to Qigong in the early 90s. It saved my life. Please do not sleepwalk into chronic illness. What's your life plan currently? If it's, this job of mine gives me enough money to survive, but it doesn't make me happy. If I keep going, it will hurt my body and my mind. But what choice do I have? Then you need to think again. Every moment is a choice. If your choice is, I don't want to think about my bad habits or my bad relationships, then you are destined for future problems. If your assumption is, oh, well, they'll have a cure for cancer by the time it gets to me. Well, how are they doing so far? The trillions spent on the war on cancer. And we've slipped from one in three down to one in two 
in the past five years. In a moment, you can change anything. In every life, changes can be made. The only thing that holds us back is our fear. I recently read about a lady who cured herself of lymphoma in about six months, I think. She simplified everything, stopped working, ate simply, started exercising and meditation, cut out life's complexities and dietary complexities, and her cancer simply disappeared. Her doctors had no explanation. So, come on then, what do you choose? Are you going to stumble blindly into horrific, maiming surgery and body-destroying drugs and radiation? Or will you finally choose to save your life? I can help you if you choose the latter. I can also help you if you've already chosen the former. It's never too late. But just remember, prevention is better than cure. Love, 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 and above all, good health to you.